Hola Tom, hola Steve, tengan un excelente programa, ustedes siempre me hacen reír, están locos. Welcome, everybody, to Masters of Profundication. I'm Tom Witham. I'm Steve Piles. And guess what you didn't have to do, people? You didn't have to wait a full year for a new episode. (laughs) Yeah. You did not need to wait as long as Steve needed to wait for Nutella. I know. (laughs) This is new information to me. Please, let's regale everybody with your Nutella story. Oh, well, strap in because it's quite the roller coaster ride. See, I was at the grocery store today, and I saw Nutella, and I said, I like Nutella. I haven't had it in a while, and I bought it. The wow. <laughs> Nutella used to be, it's like lobster. Like, once upon a time, it was like the poor man's peanut butter. Yeah, hazelnuts are the crappiest of the nuts or something. Yeah, so they put chocolate in it, and all of a sudden, Nutella becomes delicious. Gourmet, if you will. I will. You should, and, and will, yes. I'm not a huge Nutella fan. How do you like that? If you keep eating Nutella, you'll be a huge Nutella fan, whether you like it or not. Uh, uh, no, I, I just, it's it's not disgusting, but I, I prefer peanut butter. Actually, I was bummed because for a while in the same aisle they had Nutella, they used to have this Reese's peanut butter spread, mm-hmm. like a, basically just as a rival to Nutella, and it was way better. And I looked all over the place and they didn't have it anymore. So that was some bullshit. I wanted my Reese's. Because it was actually like peanut butter chocolate and not just hazelnut chocolate or whatever the hell that is. They um they also do like a uh, brownie mix that they... Reese's? Take, yep, and they took it off the shelves. I don't know why. We used to get it like for the holidays. And basically yeah. it's 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 chocolate brownies with uh, like peanut butter swirl. And of course... That sounds they, fucking awesome. Why would they take that off? They... they plaster the Reese's name on it. The Reese's name on it. Reese's. I want me some Reese's. Are you a Reese's or a Reese's? Reese's. Yeah. Well, As one tomato, should Tomato, tomato. No. I'm, I'm going to be Reese's just because. You, in your life, have you ever heard somebody say tomato? Yeah, without, all the time. Whenever people say, as, you say tomato, yeah, tomato I say tomato. tomato right. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are fancy. A tomato. I don't even think any are there to- tomatoes. Are there tomatoes in the salad? Tomato. That's probably... So, I believe tomato is a word that people say right before they get punched in the face. Like, that to me is like <laughs> I a believe universal... Tomato is a word people say right before they tell you that it's a fruit. It's like, they go hand <laughs> in hand. If somebody says tomato, they're going to tell you that it's a fruit, not a vegetable. Yeah. Right away. Yeah, I like the, uh, the meme with the... Uh, people who hate pineapple on pizza and they're like fruit doesn't belong on pizza <laughs> meanwhile the tomato is just kind of looking off to the side like yeah yeah no that's stupid it's that fruit doesn't belong on pizza because it's horrible pineapple on pizza is delicious delicious all i can say to that is somewhere there's somebody that loves atm <laughs> are you talking about automatic television yes that's that's exactly what i mean yeah okay uh, yeah uh, somebody's been watching some OnlyFans. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> um, you know, I that that little um article thing that you had up yesterday. I actually I read that and 
that was actually kind of fascinating to me because I didn't know about the whole Pornhub saga at the beginning it, of the year. Yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't know it to the extent that they they refused to work with them ever again. Yeah, Visa and MasterCard do not, will not process payments for Pornhub. And I guess that pretty much cut the legs out from under Pornhub. And yeah, oh, yeah, high. because, uh, they, I mean, shoot, they just aren't around anymore. No, I guess, well, from what I understood, that they're suffering. Like, they're they're struggling right now. Like, they're not, I mean, they're still making a profit, but nothing like they were. And they're trying all kinds of gimmicks and shit like that to try to stay afloat. I mean, my free internet porn cannot go away. This is bullshit. <laughs> well. I have to start paying for porn again. I'm not going to be a happy camper. Only. <laughs> anyway, so uh, pineapple does belong on pizza. Pineapple, ham, bacon, and jalapeno. That combo right there, man. That sounds like an OnlyFans account right there. Watch me put <laughs> crazy ass shit on my pizza. One. That's like, not tan- crazy shit. Tantalizing. Like, kangaroo. That is crazy. Cricket. Kangaroo. You say kangaroo. I would sudori kangaroo on my pizza than pineapple. I think that's ridiculous. One hundred percent ridiculous. No, that's ridiculous, mate. <laughs> Oi. Oi, mate. That's ridiculous. Once Barbie. again, a lawless Australian accent. Uh, yeah. So where the hell have we been? Oh God, where haven't we? Oh, the places we've been all around the world. And I, I, I. Well, I mean, where has Masters of Profundication? Oh. Stewing in our subconsciouses, percolating and maturing into a full, ripened, uh, flowering bush of profoundness and insight. Yeah, right. I think that works. So what's what's new with you since the last time we uh, had a podcast? Um, I've been rejected by more agents for my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? I mean, I, I know the process, but are you... Um... Do you have any like positive leads or is has um, it been straight rejection? So this is the caveat I always say. I don't consider this like I don't get bummed because I'm not a famous author. Like I've said a thousand times, it's a fun ha- fun hobby. I enjoy doing it. So it's just something I would like to branch out with, but whatever. But I did pay for a service where these people would compile a list of authors in the genre that are looking for clients and blah, blah, blah. And I con and they give me the list and the contact information, but it's on you to you know on me to contact them. So I did. I've gone through most of the list. There's a couple of people on the list that I haven't touched, and so far no reply or rejections. And I did read something, and it makes sense that during you know quarantine, COVID, all this stuff, everybody and their grandma thought now's the time for me to write my novel, and flooded every like, <laughs> every agent in the world is getting just inundated yeah. with with requests and stuff like that. So I get it, you know. They got to just, unless something just pops at them, unless something, I don't know, unless, in fact, I would venture to say, unless somebody has a, a line through to them, more than just a blind, hey, I, you don't know me, but here's my idea. Like, I will say that people that get published right now would have like an inside track, like know somebody that knows somebody type of thing. Yeah. Just because that's the only would that's a only real way to weed through the masses at this point. Like, man, can you, can you imagine? All the amateur people out there just yeah that that in the last two years they have just absolutely just flooded like there is so much there's gotta be so much out there like I was talking to somebody a couple weeks ago and I said this I was like I guarantee you somebody has written a book that if I re- read it I would be floored I would be absolutely amazed how great this fucking book is how absolutely amazing this book is but I'll never read it because I'll never hear about it I'll never see it I just won't ever 
you know, hit the hit enough of a awareness for me to know about it. And that yeah. sucks. Well, have you ever heard that saying that the best ideas that have ever been are in the cemetery? <laughs> no, but that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's uh cool that you haven't given up, but uh No, and I I I won't. I'll always just keep I'll I'll try to do free adver- you know, some advertising on my own and giveaways. Any like any movement on the uh Kindle version or Amazon, any I did do that does remind me for anybody that's listening all of you all of my wide our wide listening audience check oh, out oh, all the, all those people that have uh, sent me friend requests because of the the podcast all you random fucking people that <laughs> I'm a number 1 I'm never going to click on a link that you send me so you can stop <laughs> sending me friend requests and links unless you go review Steve's book on Amazon. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Say it. I got actually today I, when I fired up the old uh, Skype, I had a couple of requests, and amazingly enough, they were beautiful women. You know, so I guess we're getting. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. That's right. Are they all beautiful? Oh, beautiful women just flock to me. It's the craziest thing. But uh, so, anyways, there's this thing called Kindle Vela. They started for like episodic short stories. The weird thing is, I haven't seen this thing advertised, so I don't know how well it's doing or if it's a half-baked idea they're just not really promoting that well but it's they, they contacted me because i have a book up on sale for kindle and basically it's short stories slash maybe book length but you write them in episodes and readers will get the paper tokens and then they search by search by you know author name genre whatever you want to search by to find stuff and you read the first episode for free they're all between 500 or 5,000 words and if you like it, you can use one of your tokens to pay for the next episode, and then the next episode, next until the story's done. And you know, Kindle contacted me and said, "Hey, you're an author. Put something up on Vela." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." So I had a short story actually in the chamber that I kind of liked, and I um, put that up three-part episode. So look under Dwayne Leroy if you're looking on Kindle okay. Vela, and you can read my short story. Is it the three short episodes? Story I read? It's not even that expensive. Is that the uh, the episode that, or I mean, the the story you showed me? No, actually, because um, the one I showed you was kind of a one-off. Like, I wrote a couple short stories that were just there and done. This one, I actually had ideas for continued... I actually had ideas for continued episodes before they contacted me, saying, put something up with continued episodes. I'm like, fucking perfect. This is great. And what's the site again? It's Kindle Vela, like V-E-L-L-A. Yeah, V-E-L-L-A. And uh, the story is called The Head Peddler. Evocative, huh? Yeah. I'm envisioning somebody that's like got bike pedals on the side of their head. Mm, it's more peddler like trader or, you know, seller. But yeah, I like the I like the bike handles on the side of the head. <laughs> Bend over, I'm gonna ride you. That's a different story. <laughs> Hold on. I am uh I'm searching right now. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson comes up first. You gotta really fix what? that. How's that happen? Oh, it auto filled Leroy for me. <laughs> head peddler. Hell yeah. Read episodes one through three for free. Looks like I don't have to use tokens. No. That's why uh, I'm not getting goddamn money. That's bullshit. <laughs> All three? What the hell? Because a portion of it's supposed to go back to the author. Where'd you, get this, where'd you get this picture? Did they do that? <laughs> I, I stole the fuck out of it. I Googled. I, 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 if this thing ever made it big, somebody would be pissed at me because I totally stole that from like Google Images. <laughs> I guess I could have had one commission but I'm like this is probably not going to be like gigantic I, i'll probably be safe it'll be okay it's a pretty basic picture of like a dilapidated church so huh i'll check it out 
Yeah. Everybody else should go support Dwayne Leroy. Hells, yes. So, cool. Not really much that has changed in my world since the last time we had an episode. Yeah, welcome to life. It's all the same, day in, day out. Yep. Just digging ditches. Yeah, well, it's noble work. Can't complain. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, Sorry, my desktop tower just came became self-aware. I'm trying to shut it off. Well, good luck with that. This is where it begins. Yeah. Well, Global thermal net. nuclear war. Anybody not wearing SPF 1 million is going to be <laughs> having a bad day. Was that it? Was that the line? Yeah, from Terminator. I went full war games. I said global thermal nuclear war, you know? Play some tic-tac-toe with that bitch. Anyway, I'm not going to bother with that. Um, so, yeah. When, when was our last episode? I actually looked it up. It was March. That's not that bad. No, that's that's not terrible at all. Guess what Five I've months? done since then? Yeah. I went to Disney World. Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I got a lightsaber and a droid. Ah, I did. Whatever. I got a lightsaber and a droid. <laughs> it turns on, makes noise, lights up, swinging around. Turns on, turns me on. You know, it's all at the full it does. it does. I love it. I don't have it with here. I should put it in the bunker. I'm down in the bunker. As you can see, I have put up some more of my uh that's britney spears yes thank you that's signed britney with a heart equals trying to decipher this <laughs> Baird midriff bit britney you know yeah this it's it's got a um certificate of authenticity to prove that it was her that signed it <laughs> isn't that weird that like in life that that's what that's kind of something we have to do oh, i suppose God. it's gonna get worse too I suppose I could just go buy a picture of Britney Spears, sign it, and then just tell everybody that I signed it. And just Wouldn't be like, look, I have I have Britney Spears' autograph. I guarantee you it would not be hard to forge her autograph. Like, there's got to be a million examples of her autograph out there. You practice a little bit. Ah, but I have a certificate of authenticity. Ah, God. <laughs> Can't forge those. So here she is. She's signed it, Britney. And then there's like this. Can you see it? I can there. see what your finger's touching, you perv. <laughs> it's a heart, but it's also the number eight, or it's the sideways infinity symbol, Ooh. and and then it's equals, and these are two exclamation points, but then there's a smile underneath it where the dots of the exclamation points are the eyes. There's a there's a hidden message in this. It's so like look crypto, at this cryptological. So it's Brittany exclamation point. Yeah. Can you, can you see it? Uh oh. I probably shouldn't take it down. Now I've wrecked it. Well, the heart eight thing also looks like um what do you call that the catechaeus like the you know the snakes winding the around the staff for the medical symbol the what Ouroboros. it's the, the snake eating itself in the circuit right. yeah so this is probably she was probably sending me a message i i don't think there's any probably about it she was absolutely sending you a message because the heart is around her belly button equals so Brittany actually it's got the exclamation point so it's Brittany. <laughs> hearts equal exclamation point smiley face <laughs> and 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 the heart is right over her midriff like over her belly button yeah pretty sure that means she wants your babies oh yeah the womb it's like a, it's more She's, of an arrow that's what it is. she has put the infinity symbol right over her womb babies forever forever babies with britney i should probably make a phone call yeah to britney that's why she's she just got a cell phone because she's been waiting for you. You're not. Yeah. You have to decipher it. You needed to decipher this. Brittany just got an iPhone. Did you know that? 
she got an iPhone like this summer and it's the first time she's ever had a, a smartphone because you weren't there to tutor her <laughs> show her the ins and outs she's been waiting for you and what's going on with this belt <laughs> it's holding the holes up her pants obviously no it's got <laughs> yeah. giant rings on it like like she needs to be chained down all right yes, we're going we're going to a different place yes here. she does yeah so that's my autographed Brittany. Brittany. Brittany poster. Ah, you know, I have to say, you're not you're not gonna want to hear it, but I miss a lot, Alyssa. I miss miss seeing Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Mal- I actually, I'm having a little bit of a fight with. Alyssa. Oh, I took her picture. Are you having a fight with Alyssa Milano from the '80s? No, I don't think you are. So no, Alyssa Milano of the '80s. Yeah, you've got a point. I have to put the. <laughs> but so I have my Britney autographed picture. I have my Phil Hendry autographed record. And then I have my John Lear autographed photo of him in a grocery store with a captain's outfit on. Okay, Can you see it? That one is, yeah, that's cut off. It just looks like George Washington or something to me. Yes, that's what it is. He's wearing like a George Washington outfit. Well, I, I can't, well, yeah, I can't see his head. Uh, he's, he's, see. he's covering his brow like he's looking into the distance. Ah. Autographed by John Lear himself. Friend of the show, John Lear. Friend of the show. He is our connection, our Kevin Bacon connection to Jennifer Aniston. Oh, God, yeah. You're like, you, Tom Witham, are two degrees away from Jennifer Aniston. And apparently, I'm pretty close to Brittany now, too. Actually, I've had this picture autographed for many years. Well, that's all well and good. All I know is that puts me three degrees away from Jennifer Aniston, which puts me four degrees away from Brad Pitt. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's right. I have practically been six degrees away from, uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie. Holy crap. Star of stage and screen. And the upcoming Eternals film. Indeed. (laughs) That's that's all we got to say about that. Eternals is coming out. Um, yeah, I should bring my lightsaber down to the bunker and put it right next to Brittany. Yeah. Brittany. No phallic symbolism there. It does make a noise. (laughs) It hums. The Schwartz. It does. It vibrates. Uh, oh, and then I have a Serenity Valley sticker. I need to find, I need to get an autograph from somebody from Firefly. That's what I need. I think if you write a lot of letters to Nathan Fillion, his people will forge an autograph to get you to stop. And that's probably just as good as anything else. Perfect. Uh, Put like perfume and stuff on it. I need, I have a Julian Edelman autograph. I need to bring that down. Actually, I have two. Which one's Julian Edelman? Julian Edelman is the best wide receiver that's ever played the game of football. That, okay, I do you know the guy with the beard. I got you. I remember. That, I'm sure that just sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> that triggered some people. Um. So anyway, yeah, I'm in the bunker, and here's an autograph story for you. I went and saw A Perfect Circle in Lewiston, Maine. I think it was around 2001, and it was in the winter time. And I had a picture that I wanted autographed and it was very, very cold out and the concert was over and I went outside and I stood next to their bus waiting for somebody to come sign my picture. Mm. Nobody came out to sign my picture. <laughs> That's how that story ends. But uh, uh, I've, I, Weirdly enough, I've kind of been there. A mutual friend of ours used to go to hockey games a lot and was a fanatic about getting signatures. So I would yep. stand out with them. And I didn't know why or who, and I didn't give two shits, but we were friends. So I stood with them with these, waiting for these goddamn people. Oh, that's what friends do. They support yeah. their friends. 
That's true. I felt like a great friend at the time because I had zero enjoyment out of that entire experiment. <laughs> My wife has a very interesting autograph, uh, and I hung it up on the wall in her office after she had. She's not ashamed of him anymore. Patrick Dempsey. No, she's got. Trust me, she's she's rubbed sweat with him, so <laughs> doesn't need an autograph. Two degrees from Patrick Dempsey in Europe. That's, That's you right. You just racking them up. Uh, she has an autograph from Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I would. You know what? I wouldn't even care. I would totally hang that. Like, look, look what I got. Yep. I don't even care. Kevin Spacey. Yep. Acknowledged my existence for five seconds signing <laughs> this picture. It's a conversation piece at the very least. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird that we collect, or at least I do, collect autographs? Or at least i it's not necessarily a collection. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's a collection. I've got i got a dozen or so autographs from some famous people. But isn't that weird that like we get these five, ten seconds to stand with somebody that is famous? and It's the transitive property of, you know, importance. If we can say that we rub doubles with somebody that everybody knows, we got a tiny little fraction of that immortality, you know? Like, yeah, I've got an autograph from Britney Spears. So now I am a part of the Britney Spears mythos. I am part of her story. That's I mean, it's ridiculous when you sorry not to call your pithy no, little autograph. No, I, I think it's ridiculous. When you pin it down. It's, it's ridiculous. But that's the instinct. That's the that's the impulse. Right. It, this rush of immortality because we own a little bit of something that everybody knows about. Yeah. Ten seconds of and. To be perfectly honest, maybe, I don't know, this is something that we can explore sometime, but that's one of the things I love about Disney is when you're at the park, you're sharing that park with people, famous people, non-famous, it doesn't matter, but like when you gaze upon these landmarks that have been there for the last 50 years, you know, Walt Disney himself has laid eyes upon the Cinderella's castle at Disney World. Uh, Tom Brady, any any Super Bowl winning quarterback that said I'm going to Disney World has walked down Main Street USA at Disney World. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. It's it's a little bit of a feeling of you know, not necessarily like I want to be like them, but it normalizes them in a little bit, uh, or it connects me. Yeah, that's the best way to. It gives right. me a connection to somebody that maybe I admire. Now, Brittany, do I admire Brittany? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Britney can get through 2007, I think anybody can get through. Sure, yeah. But uh, I think what the most ridiculous thing about the Britney picture is that it has a re- uh, certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like, I, maybe there's a market for that. I'm, I'm sure there is a market for that. But I'm not going to take my Britney Spears photo and, you know, take it to market and yeah, see how much I can get for my nah, Spears That would be ridiculous. What you sh- would do is stand on the street corner and just hawk it. Got me a Britney photo. Who wants a Britney photo? Take it all bids for a Britney photo. And although, and that's another thing that's really weird, is value for autographs, of course, increases when a person dies. So, you know. Well, I mean, as a guy that collected comic books, it killed me. Like, there's a lot of times, I was never in it for the money. You know, I just got the issues I liked. But a lot of times it would kill me when I would see how much an issue I had increased in value because the artist or the author signed it like it would skyrocket you could double or triple the value of a rare comic book by having it signed and yeah. just not even signed by somebody that's dead 
Although, like you said, if they're dead, holy crap. <laughs> like, like I'll tell you this. If anybody out there, I, I, just to pull one out of my ass, Watchmen number one, like the Watchmen series is considered like the greatest comic book series ever, blah, blah, blah. The guy that wrote it named Alan Moore. And the guy that drew it is named Dave, David Gibson. And uh, if you have if you have a Watchmen number one signed by either of those guys and they die, you're looking at minimum seven figures for that fucking issue. If wow. it's not like falling apart, I guarantee you. And in another, you know, that's part... what I seven's crazy. <laughs> five figures, five figures that I nope, I loved it. I love the fact <laughs> seven's crazy. That we, nope. One billion dollars. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I said because you're because you're talking about Kevin Spacey. That's why I said anyway. Seven degrees to Kevin Spacey, or just seven, or the movie Seven. There you go. <laughs> right. Uh no, and and there's a whole market for cert- certifying these signatures, and <clears throat> when you have a comic book and you want to sell it, I mean, you're almost to the point nowadays where if you want to make any serious money on it, you have to send it away to be graded. Yeah, and it's because that's not a just, different. That's your certificate of authenticity right there for. Right. So baseball cards, comic books, even video games. Really? Yeah. The uh, so you can take a video game, just your normal average video game, and you can send it off to be graded and they will grade it for you. And it doesn't make any sense to do it for something that's not rare. But the uh, original unopened Super Mario Brothers uh, sold it like broke a record selling for video games. Uh, hmm. It was like a million dollars, or maybe maybe not. Maybe maybe it was like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. I could be wrong, but they it's it's graded. And it's in this plastic case. So like, there's so many things ridiculous about that that I find absolutely ridiculous because a it's in a box that's sealed. That's in a box that's sealed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like all you're doing at that point is you're you're professing your ownership. You know, I, I guess by putting it on a wall or something. People with too much money. That, that is, that is absolute stupid, like ridiculous amounts of money. I'm going to spend money on a video game that's intended purpose is to put inside a video game console and then be played. But instead of doing that with it, I'm going to leave it in the box unopened. And then I'm going to put it in another box that's see-through and hang it on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Just to say I own it. Just just to point out to people, look at that. Look yep. what I have. And hope they do more than, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then walk away. Don't <laughs> not give it two shits. Right. And I can see, like, uh, you know, a lot of people don't have Nintendo, the, like the original console anymore. So a lot of these games aren't playable. They are decoration. So I can see somebody, you know, making the last a time I saw box. The last time I saw an original Nintendo was about 50. 15 or so maybe 16 years ago i knew somebody with an actual still original nes console okay i have one okay but i haven't seen it so you want to see it yes i do it's upstairs whip it out <laughs> it's whip it out big boy i do have at my uh, disposal i have an nes classic which is See, a miniature a, count that. well no i have but that's what i can put my hands on right now i have what do you think your most expensive video game you've ever had is? Like, bam! Look at that USB goodness. Uh, the most expensive video game I've ever owned, like at the time, or like, it, like its value now. The value of you, the value when you had it. 
Well, I still have it. I still have uh, Super Metroid, which is about $65 on the open market. <laughs> there you go. That's not bad. Yeah, and that's a Super Nintendo game. Not in the box. It's just the cartridge. Mm-hmm. And that's going to fetch me 60 bucks. There was one I had that was, I think it, was, I think it got to be over 100 on eBay, which was Final Fantasy Tactics. Came out for the original PlayStation in the late 90s. Really good game. Really popular. And for whatever reason, it was hard to get a hold of. So, like, the, the copy I had originally, I don't know what happened to it. Lost it, sold it, something like that. But I remember visiting my friend a few years later in Washington and going to, like, a thrift store or something and finding it in a bin for five bucks. And going, oh, yeah, I remember this game. Still had a PlayStation, so I bought it. And then finding out it was going for, like, 100 plus on eBay because it was so <laughs> rare, so limited. But my dumb ass going... Well, hell, I'll hold on to it. It'll go up. And then they like re-released it in multiple platforms. And the value went down and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, and that's that's unfortunately the volatility of the used yeah. video game market. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, trying to think of. I had one. All of my Nintendo games are yeah. between the you know five and fifteen dollar value, except that one. I can honestly not tell you what happened to all my old Nintendo games. I want to say we probably me and my brother traded them in at various points eventually getting rid of all of them to get new games like traded in old nintendo games to get super nintendo games start trading those in to get like 64 you know right and kind of just man I, I couldn't tell you what happened to them maybe they're in a box in your attic at your, in there, your parents house there might be i don't know where's that power glove i think my brother still has it i, yeah. I really think he has it that, that makes me happy then because yes there's there's some torture <laughs> <laughs> just you just want to like etch into the side of it, never forget or something like that. <laughs> this thing sucks. <laughs> never forget they sold us this shit. Yeah, but it was awesome. <laughs> never trust again. Yeah. God. Same with laser tag. Do you remember laser tag? Oh, we had a couple of laser tag. Yeah, I loved breaks. it. I I loved laser tag. You had a gun, so you had like a thing to hang on your fucking chest. So you yeah, could... and it was impossible to shoot. Yep. You lit forever because you could never. All you, you learned pretty quick. All you did was this. You hunched over a little bit and went, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and you, you never got hit. Laser tag. Uh, I love watching those old commercials. Because you could actually see the lasers flying out. It was cool. It was blasters from Star Wars, basically. Yeah. So, hey, did we have a topic to talk about? <laughs> I think we had two topics. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of did. I, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, insight <laughs> how insightful for, for two seconds i completely forgot what i wanted to talk about <laughs> insight porn <laughs> i want to uh, talk about something to do with porn but i can't remember what kind insect porn or something like that insect that's what it is insect yes porn. okay how do they zoom in to uh, see? those smooth thoraxes oh you can't beat it <laughs> look at them look at them just flapping their wings just as fast <laughs> as they can <laughs> They're yeah. clearly putting on a display. Then insect snuff porn is when they go into the roach motels, you know. Oh, I was thinking more like the praying mantis. That's the ah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> here comes the head. <laughs> Means something different. <laughs> uh, no. So, what are you watching? What what television shows are you watching right now? I was gonna say besides you, um, billions. I've been people have been telling me to watch that, so that's on as a Showtime thing. So I've been watching that. Honestly, I got. I'm kind of diffused. So I've been watching that. I was watching like BoJack Horseman. 
because I heard some stuff about that. So I started watching that on Netflix. Um, but of the, you know, the mainstream, this is what the flavor of the month is. What if Loki just was on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, Bad Batch, you know, stuff like that. Now, have you ever watched an episode of, let's just say, uh, Loki? Ah. Wow. Watched the episode and then went and watched a YouTube video to see what you just saw. <laughs> have somebody have somebody that's smarter than you explain to you what you just saw? Just go to YouTube, type in Easter eggs, and know that the first thing that pops up is probably going to be like Loki. Or if you rewind it a few months, it's going to be WandaVision, you know, something like that. Yeah. So there's a lot of these shows, and granted, they're in expanded universes. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of intertwining. I find that I will watch a show, whether it's WandaVision or Loki or Bad Batch. I'll watch it, and then I'll almost immediately go seek out a YouTube video and watch a YouTube video of somebody explaining to me what I should have been paying attention to all along in the show. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, you have different levels of viewers. You have oh, like, yeah. like three different layers of viewers. You've got like the people who know everything about the show and they're <laughs> <laughs> for anybody uh, curious. Steve just raised his hand. I just got really arrogant and said, Oh yeah, that's me. I know everything about this. Actually, actually I'm an expert. <laughs> I think that they put so much stuff into these episodes that it, it doesn't matter how good you are. No, yeah. You're yeah, going to miss stuff. The um, Some of the ones that I watch admittedly watch the episode. They rewatch the episode in like half speed or quarter speed to get some of these really quick things. That's what kills me. It, it, it's a cottage industry. Like there's people that make their living now. Like I'm not even kidding you. Full on make their living. By having a YouTube channel where they dissect every bit of pop culture that comes out yep. for hidden messages, Easter eggs, um, callbacks, yep. shout outs, shit like that. What did the storyteller actually mean Right. with this line is connected to a line five episodes ago, but it's so intertwined that seven episodes from now, it's going to let, you know. Well, that's that's a, not to step on your toes, but that's that's the other half of it is. What's the prediction? You know, okay, like if, to pull an example out of my ass, the Quicksilver showing up in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. What does like holy crap? The videos that came out. What does this mean? Are is this the moment mutants are introduced to the MCU? Is this you know blah blah blah? That that's a cottage industry. That's a huge yeah. That's, that's like a that's like a add-on to every pop culture thing now is. Now you got to watch the video to see what did I miss? What's the predictions? What's the dissection? So do you think that the filmmakers are missing the boat? Because that that industry, the insight industry of people on YouTube, well, one that I watch in particular, he is press. He like he has a press pass. He has uh, like early viewing of episode so he watched every episode of loki before it actually before i got to watch it Mm -hmm. so he was already breaking it down and by the the day that the video the episode aired within an hour he had a video describing like the whole episode what this means what that means oh these are the things that you missed 
As I said, I dread going online on days where a TV show or whatever that I like has dropped a new episode because long before I get a chance to even just get out of work and watch the episode, I'll, you know, if I get a break and I just click on the computer on Yahoo or something like that, five things about today's episode of Loki that you may have missed. Spoiler alert, you know, this means I'm like, I just got to get out the fucking internet because it's going to spoil it for me before I even watch the episode. Right. So do you think that Disney Plus is missing revenue. <laughs> I know that sounds funny to say, but <laughs> do you think that, that they're missing have? the boat by allowing amateurs to dissect the episodes and get it wrong half the time? I think, okay, I'm going to say this and I don't mean it to sound as conspiracy theory as it comes going to come off, but I think it's on purpose. I, I'm not saying that there's some executivity at activity, two beers. That's all it takes. Anyway, <laughs> at Disney, I'm not saying there's some exec like Disney who leaks snippets of shit to YouTube channel guys or journalists or whatever. I'm not going that far, but I think there is a symbiotic relationship. I think that Disney Plus will put out WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, whatever, with Easter eggs and snippets and clues. And at worst, they're not stopping the YouTubers from saying stuff because it's a buzz. It's somebody said, I guarantee you there's somebody savvy enough in media affairs in Disney going, okay, we put out an episode and if a dozen guys are with, you know, 10,000 subscribers are going on YouTube saying, this is what I think, this is what it means, this is what you missed. That's nothing but buzz. That's free publicity. So we're going to, at the very least, they're letting that happen. And I would not be surprised if somebody somewhere is like, just dropping one or two texts, hey, freeze frame at, you know, 1535. You're welcome. You know, something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, in the way they dissect some of these episodes, there's no doubt that an insider has provided something that like, you know, Easter eggs. Like, I wonder how many Easter eggs they put in films and, and things like that that don't get noticed. And probably the person that put it there is like, why hasn't anybody noticed this? I'm going to say zero. At, at least in this day and age, I'm going to say zero Easter eggs don't get noticed. Because of that, because of what I just said, somebody somewhere is going to say, all right, they got 95% of it, time to get out the rest. Right. It, it sounds conspiracy theory, I know. Not, you know, not only was an inside job conspiracy, just there's a concerted effort between disparate parties saying, we made this, we want the buzz, you're going to be on the receiving end of it, I'm going to feed you some information so that you can give us, you know, we both benefit. I don't have to pay for advertising. You get YouTube revenue. We both win. Here you go. Well, I've found that I look forward to those YouTube series, the YouTube episodes, because... Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not disparaging it. That's, I'm fine with the idea. Well, the only thing that I dislike about it is I, I have to watch a YouTube <laughs> video in order to follow along with a show that I really like. So... Uh well, okay, let me ask you. Have you ever sat down? I'm, I'm not I'm not doing this rhetorically, like seriously asking you. Have you sat down and watched an episode of whichever one, Loki, WandaVision, whatever, and said, okay, I have no idea what's going on. I need to watch this YouTube video. Or is it usually, that was pretty cool. I wonder what I missed. Let me just watch this video to enhance it. Like, is it something like you feel necessary? Or I just kind of want to enhance what I'm seeing. Well, it's a bit of both, but yes, I have. I have absolutely watched an episode and thought to myself I, I i'm not gonna be able to follow along with this show westworld is the best example what, really what westworld 
screwed me <laughs> with trying to follow along with like there are still things in the first season that I probably don't understand it. Like I will the, say the first season I had a handle on it's the second season that I that I'm like right here right now trying to get me to explain the second season i'm like i barely remember exactly what the fuck they were trying to do right well i mean surface level stuff i can follow any of that stuff on the surface and westworld had a bunch of the surface stuff that you know for casual viewers like me but i didn't want to be a casual viewer i wanted to be an insider i wanted to know like motivations of characters and stuff that you like i wasn't going to get it just from a simple, you know, nod of the head or like a wink or, a, you know, <laughs> you know, the subtle things happened and other people were able to read into that. And I'm only assuming that I don't like maybe they were so full of shit that they made up the whole thing. But, you know, a lot of these YouTube channels are very convincing, you know, and I don't know. I, I want to enjoy the episode to its fullest. And I don't think that I have the ability to enjoy it to its fullest if I don't enhance it by watching something after the episode telling me what I missed. Well, I feel like this might be a consequence of our modern age of the flood of entertainment options we have. Because, okay, so this is what I've always said about what I, the things I enjoy when I, you know, reading, watching, whatever. Because I truly, I seriously, I truly enjoy, especially reading, reading a book or a series of books, liking it, and then reading the next installment, or in the case of TV, seeing the next episode or whatever, and then saying, "Huh," going back, knowing what I know now, and rewatching or rereading, and picking up the subtle clues of what was always there, but I just didn't know enough to appreciate it at the time. Mm. So you know, it's not like those clues weren't necessary for me to understand what was happening. It's just, I can appreciate the author's intent or, you know, not to be grandiose, like their genius in layering clues in there as to what was going to happen that on a subsequent rewatch or reread enhances my appreciation of it. Like, Oh my God, he was talking about, you know, Westworld, like, Oh my God, the clues were there from the beginning of the man in black. Like, um, you know, the logo of William as a young man first going to Westworld was different than the logo later. And I didn't pick up on that the first time around, you know, stuff like that. And I love that shit. I love it um, because I feel like it renews it and makes it fresh again, something that I already saw. So I don't have a problem with Easter eggs, although what I just described, not really Easter eggs, it's more clues. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I don't have a problem with breadcrumbs. As long as the breadcrumbs aren't necessary to understand what the hell's going on. Yeah. And I used to, I, you're talking to somebody that used to buy the DVD for a movie specifically so I could listen to the curtain, the director commentary. Like, Oh yeah. I get off on that. I love listening to, you know, commentary on the stuff that I like. Not to derail you, but that does tie into my, 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 my topic. Just okay. so you know, a we'll, little bit. We'll, we'll bring it around then. I'm, I guess I'm not necessarily finishing up on my topic. No, 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 no. I'm not like, I'm not trying to. I'll you. And this is something was, interesting, interesting is uh, on Spotify. There are more and more commentary tracks for music. And I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay. That ties in too. Anyways, go ahead. So sorry. <laughs> well, uh, a handful of albums that I really enjoy. There's commentary albums that kind of coincide with it. And I guess it's not that I don't like it, but I would rather just listen to the song mm -hmm. where in a, 
and maybe some of that is because whereas a lot of songs do tell a story, it's not telling a story to me. I just enjoy the song for, <laughs> you know, maybe if there was a song. I like that sexy saxophone solo and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, I, I do enjoy some music stuff like I there's a oh, here's something that I did between March and now is I've become completely addicted to TikTok. Did that but, happen? After March, I mean, let's be honest here. Well, my true obsession with TikTok did happen um, after March, but um, there's one guy I follow, and he breaks down a lot of songs. But of course, TikTok does it in like 30 second chunks, mm. so I don't feel like I'm missing the song. It really bothers me when I'm listening to a commentary track and they're playing the music behind the person talking about the, you know, <laughs> it's like, nah, that doesn't work. No, I gotta, and I really can't stand it when the artist doesn't have any investment into the song at all. And like, I guess that's probably part of my problem is I have less respect. It, this is going to sound ridiculous as shit, but follow me here. I have less respect for music when somebody else wrote the song for the artist. Yup. And, and absolutely, I know that there are exceptions to that. Um, country music is probably one of the biggest offenders because I do like country music and, I've got a country music playlist that I'm listening to steady right now. And I honestly, I love country music, but it almost disappoints me when I hear how, you know, this you song. You probably was sit there and fucking listen to country music while eating your pineapple pizza. You freak of nature. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. God. Uh, but it's, All right, anyway, well, it's just, it's pretty overwhelming. The amount of country music that is written by other people. And I feel like that's pop music in general, which I, I hate country music, so I'm not aficionado. But everybody says the same thing, that punk country music these days is just pop music with a twang. And that's the oh, whole yeah. written by somebody else is like country, is like pop music almost in general. Um, here's something. And, and this is where there's an exception is because there is a ton of music, an absolute ton of music that was written that I love that was written by Prince. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, that's funny. Cause when you said that, that's the first thing I thought about, like how many big hits for other so people. Prince many wrote. Really, really good songs that, that Prince wrote. Um, the other day, um, for some reason I thought my wife hated the Sinead O'Connor song. Nothing compares to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it came on, it was like random on a playlist and I was getting ready to skip it. And she's like, Oh no, I like this song. I'm like, Oh, I, I guess I thought, that you didn't like the song. Did you know Prince wrote this? And it was like this, what? <laughs> no. And she had to yeah. go like to the internet to like, she was going to prove <laughs> me wrong. No, there's no way. It's like, yep, Prince. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, this is a complete non sequitur, but I have to say this. So for anybody listening, that was a fan of Buffy, the vampire slayer. There was a character in the second season named Jenny calendar, who was a kind of a main, but kind of a side character that got killed off halfway through the second season. And when she got killed off, David Boreanaz, his, his character Angel, snapped her neck and he said, this is where you get off. Now, the woman that played Janet Calendar was in a couple of Prince videos, one of which was Get Off. <laughs> and I swear to fucking God, they must have put that in there as a direct reference to that because she did the Get Off video before she was in, in, in Buffy. And I'm like, that's got to be a reference. But no, I can't. I, that Googled it. I cannot find anybody to corroborate that. Well, and you need to have, you need to do uh, 
a YouTube channel of like I should, I should. unusual like, Easter eggs. Wasn't get off, and you can't have convinced me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and then the person watching that video would just be like, "Huh," and then move on. And then that's it. <laughs> that was an Easter egg I didn't know. That's yeah. an Easter egg. That's a if that's true, that's a hundred percent example of an Easter egg. Yeah. Inconsequential to knowing the what's going on, but if you're in the know, it's a little, you know, hey, look at that. Right, it's a good line. Like we're on this ride together, and this is where you get off. Snap your right. neck. Exactly. Like this is where you get off. Snap. I'm like, and she was in the video. Get off. That cannot be a coincidence. That's gotta <laughs> be gotta be on purpose. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for your YouTube channel to come out. That's all. <laughs> that's it. One video. That's all I've got. Five seconds. Jenny Calendar was in the Prince video. Get off. She was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Where her character would get off. That is all. <laughs> Stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs> no, that's it. That's I smash that like button. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Ring the bell. Hit like the bell subscribe. for notifications. I'm never gonna do another video, but I need you to like and subscribe. There is, uh, there's quite. I think there's a yeah. There's definitely a subreddit for YouTube videos that have almost no views. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure I subscribe to that subreddit, but uh. It's What's pictured, funny, like, Indian men standing in front of the camera awkwardly trying to be sexy. I don't know why that was be the first thing that came to my mind. That was specific. I have some no, questions. That's no no alarm bells there. Come on. Um, there is a website that you can go to that will give you a Spotify song that's never been played. Ooh. Yep. Uh, I recently found out that's bullshit. Yeah, that immediately destroys its. Platform. Yeah, it takes it takes it off the list. Yeah. There's, so there's a database of Spotify songs that have never been played before, and I, I now I can't think of what the name of it is. Well, have you, I mean, I gotta ask: Have you gone to these, listen to these songs, and be like, yeah, there's a reason they've never been played? Or yes, a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Uh, yeah. So if you have Spotify and you want to go listen to some stuff, I'm gonna yeah. look that up while. Want to spend your time wisely? This is what you do. While we sit here in silence, I will look it up. Oh, darkness, mild. Oh crap! That's not silent. Yeah, this is just taking me to tech support. I guess I got to figure out how to how to search. It's called Forgetify. (laughs) Discover a previously unheard Spotify track. Um, we love music. That's why we're so shocked to learn that millions of Spotify songs had been played only partially or never at all. A musical travesty, really. So it's Forgotify. Dot com and they will you just click the song generator and it'll give you the name and title title and whatever you know you i've can... been on the other end of this so i like to believe that somewhere some creator got clicked on and it's like oh my god somebody heard my song this i've been discovered feeling. <laughs> well anyway so that was my whole bit about insight well and... so what's your verdict like well, my are you my pissed off is, that you have like the, 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 are you angry? Are you the do you have the lament of the junkie that you keep coming back to these things? I think or, it is a sign of the times. I don't think I I don't think TV was written that way twenty years ago. No, yeah, for, I agree with that. for people to need insight into what they were watching. Like as much as it is the best television on show ever. Best television show ever. X Files. Firefly. Ah. Probably why, didn't. Why did I? Why did I not get? It? What the <laughs> hell's wrong? 
X Files didn't need yeah. that. Arrested Development, probably a television show that absolutely needed it. Oh God, I was just I was, I was going to be dumbfounded for a second. Like, are you going to say Arrested Development didn't wouldn't have benefited from that? Although, okay, hear me out. If that had been the cottage industry that it is now, when Arrested Development was on, do you feel like they would have ruined it? Like, if you watch an episode with, you know, Buster's hand chair, and then somebody with inside knowledge put a YouTube video up saying, uh, pay attention to the hand chair, this means something coming up later on, would you have been pissed off when he got his hand chopped off? And you kind of, like, knew it was coming? Yes, I I would have. But yeah, me too. I think that that plays better 20 years after Arrested Development has been on the air versus, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs it now. You, yeah. if, if you want to be fully dialed in to what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, partially because it's so big, mm. it's so vast, you, you almost need, uh, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe for Dummies book. Well, it's like you said about the hardcore fan. I I have watched videos on, you know, this is what you need to know, this is what you missed. But for the most part, I for the Marvel stuff, I don't. Because usually I, I'm i the biggest fucking nerd on the planet. I've been, as anybody that listens to this knows, I've been collecting comic books forever. Like, at least 90% of it Marvel. So I know generally, if not specifically, what the hell they're referencing nearly every time. And that's not me bragging. That's almost the opposite. Like, I spent way too much time in my life, you know, invested in this shit. So I can't say for sure that, yes, I probably looked at, you know, a couple things here and there, but I don't generally do that. So for me, like you say, Marvel needs to do this. I kind of disagree for, like I'd say, I, I agree for like 70 to 80% of the viewing audience. Sure. But for that 20%, we're like, Oh yeah, I got you. And then we move well, on. But there, but there are levels. There are levels. There's three yeah. levels. You've got your expert, you've got your casual, and you've got your I don't even know what to call them. There, there are people that I, I, I still, for the life of me, don't understand how you watch like five episodes of One Division and then don't finish. Oh like, yeah. Like, do you just give up? Do you like that? To me, is if you're willing to invest you know, the first five episodes and then you're like, well, this doesn't do it for me. Well, if you don't care that, how the, what the outcome of that show is, then like you're beyond casual. Watch three episodes in the middle. Don't start. Don't feel like there's people <laughs> that exist that do that. Of course. Yeah. There were people that, uh, waited until the third week and like they started watching the first episode and they didn't like it. And then they read the news that it was good. So they skipped the first two episodes because, <laughs> right. Because, it was being reported that those episodes were skippable. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it takes a while to get going, so I'm just going to jump right into where it gets going. How the fuck do you do that? I don't. Right. I, I almost admire if you could do that and still enjoy it because I don't have that skill. That is, that's a rare talent. Right. So you've got those three levels. You've got the people that, you know, care so little about it. The surface level, just really surface level stuff. That's what those people are called. They're surface level watchers. And then you've got your casual. I feel like I'm a casual. And then you've got your experts. And you're you can be the expert for Marvel, but what happens when something comes along that's not comic book related? Or well, I was just gonna say that's exactly it. if it's comic book related. Nine times out of ten, like so, like um, like Umbrella Academy, I don't know, but the boys, I know, or like on Netflix, the Jupiter 
Jupiter's Legacy that came out that already got canceled, which was bullshit. I know. Like, yeah. seriously, like, there's one that's coming out on Hulu called Why the Last Man. I fucking absolutely know. I love that series. That was one of my favorite. So I know what it's at least what it's supposed to be, what the twists and turns are, what what to expect. You know, when they adapt these things, always they they're gonna change something. But um, you know, Star Wars, I don't, I don't know where they're gonna go with it, honestly, because they're pretty much breaking new ground. Or aren't they? That leads into what my topic is. <laughs> All Anyways, right. hit me with it then. Well, no, no, I'm not trying to abort your stuff. So if you got, well, no, I'll say I, this. That that's 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 where I was. That's the road I was going down. You've got your surface level watcher. You've got your casual. You've got your expert. And these these videos on YouTube, they exist for maybe every level of those. Yeah. Because you're not going to be the expert in everything. No, and I'm going to miss some stuff. Like and the for first... the most part, I'm going to be the casual for most things. I, I'm I'm trying to think of the of anything that I could avoid watching the YouTube video, simply <laughs> right. because I don't feel like I'm uh, maybe Disney stuff. I I I bet. Yeah, I don't I don't need stuff for for Disney movies. And, and that sounds really weird because I'm a grown man. But yeah, like but... the last the last 10 Disney movies that have come out, I certainly don't need any insight into those. I've got those figured out. But sure. uh, you don't really need a lot for those. Those stand alone to the for the most part. But uh, anybody that suggests that they're interconnected in their own Disney universe like you, I'm sure you've heard that Tangled, Frozen, uh, Tarzan, oh, yeah, shared, Little Mermaid, yeah, exactly. have a shared universe, and and as a Disney expert, you know exactly where those intersections are. Right. I and and that's easy for me because you watch Frozen. You know, 99% of the audience missed the fact that Rapunzel and Flynn Rider, and Eugene, were <laughs> you know crossing the bridge, and they're they're on the on screen for less than a second, and but it's there. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that yeah. that that to me would probably be my expert. My expertise <laughs> is in modern Disney movies. Please, <laughs> hey, God, help you me. know, somebody take, send help. Take your expertise where you can get it. You know, don't be ashamed of that yeah, shit. Okay. Just if you're gonna be an expert, be an expert. I, I will say this: if you put me in the category of quote unquote expert for like at least the Marvel stuff, there's a it's a two edged sword because so okay, like today, um, I was talking to my brother who probably, I'm not trying to shit on my brother, but he was not as vested in the comic book stuff as I was. He read, you know, I would buy the comic books and he would read them too, but I would reread and reread and reread them. So I got more, but so the what if series is now up and running two episodes in and he was texting me and he's like, so have you watched it? I'm like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm kind of, he's like, I'm into it, but I'm kind of bummed that they're not going to do some of the better what if stories that I remember. And I'm like, they're never going to do the best ones. Like, there's there's what if stories of what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires, where he kills Dracula, becomes Lord of the Vampires, and proceeds to kill most of the Marvel heroes. There's a what if story where Jean Grey is Phoenix and doesn't die, so she melts Kitty Pride with her power later on. Like, they show her fucking skin melting off. Like, there's what if stories where uh, the Marvel superheroes, the the women like Miss Van Miss the Visible Woman and Jean Grey and Storm and She Hulk fuck snake monsters like that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they're never gonna do that. They were never gonna do that. These are just these are going to appeal to the wider Marvel audience, the MCU audience, not the comic. Right. So, well, and and not to 
interrupt you, but I think that they are talking about the What If series being canon. Okay, that well, I mean, you could say that all you want to try to drum up interest, but multiverse is multiverse. You can you can call it a canon all you want and just say, but it happened in a parallel dimension, and it's not. It dilutes what the word canon actually means. Yeah, okay, this happened in another universe. Okay, that means nothing. That's stupid. You can say that all you want. Then you could say, you know, all the X-Men movies are canon, but they have it in another universe, which I'm sure yeah. they'll do at some, but whatever. I don't know. That's just, that's just publicity from, in my book. Not that it's meaningless, but well, if, my point was, if you're, if you're an expert, you can come, if you consider yourself an expert, whatever the case may be, you can kind of, kind of, you can expect some things and you can look for some things that never happen and you're disappointed and then you run the risk of becoming that pedantic asshole where you're like, well, in the comics, they do this. And they're well, wrong actually, 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 Thanos was a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> actually, Thanos. Thanos, Thanos did not want to commit genocide. If you even want to call it genocide, Thanos just had a, had a boner for Lady Death. That's why he killed everybody, which is true. But <laughs> well, anyway, so, oh, yes, um. Okay, so that was that. Yeah, tie it in. Tie, tie it in with your well, top. Let me let me start. Okay, let me start a couple of ways. One, I'm going to start with an apology to the listening audience. Strap yourselves in. I know I say this a lot. We're going to be talking about some Star Wars. And I'm sorry. <laughs> there's no way to avoid it with this topic. And I will well, try to branch out. Well, as surrogate but... for the listening audience, I will say, apology noted, not accepted. <laughs> I know. I, I'm sorry. If you're listening to us, you know what to expect at this. And I'm, it's not Star Wars per se, it's Star Wars just because the topic, there's no avoiding it. So, having said that, you know, with everybody that's turned the, that's cut the podcast on and listening still, let me ask you, Tom, with him a question. Okay. Who shot first? Han shot first. Ah, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. No. You will not be able to convince me otherwise. <laughs> They've at least gone back and fixed it so they shoot simultaneously. Not really, not. Yes, yes. The Disney not Plus not? version, they shoot simultaneously. <laughs> According to George Lucas. Fuck George. Uh-huh. And that is exactly, this is where I'm coming from. So, we all know Han Schaffer. Yes. We, if you're, if you know Star Wars, Han Schaffer. And then, what was it, 98, 97? 96. 96, when they did the, re, the remake. Special edition. Special edition. They shot, eh, simultaneous ish but greedo uh, shoots. yes greedo shoots first in this the original special edition greedo shot first and fans went crazy but that's not even the point the point really i mean yes i, I believe you when i actually really never really watched the disney plus rework or anything like that but i do remember the greedo shot first controversy george lucas went on record saying there's a lot of fan i'm paraphrasing there's a lot of fans out there that want to believe that han is a stone cold killer but he's not so I corrected it with the remakes, the remaster. Mm. So that leads into the topic. Um, I'm going to introduce you to a term you may not have heard. It's called death of the author. I know those words and <laughs> I've heard them before, but not necessarily in that order. And the, um, well, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> True <laughs> enough. I believe you. <laughs> I've heard the word death. I've heard the word author. Yes. Um, so the and the, the finishing statement of this is death of the author is the birth of the reader. So this came out in like the 1940s. A literary theory, I guess you could call it, called death of the author, was that it's the 
literary philosophy, I guess you could call it, that the importance of a work is that does not lie in the intent of the creator. It lies in the perception of the audience. Mm-hmm. As in Death of the Author, Birth of the Creator, who cares what the creator thought when they made it? The importance of a work is what you, the reader, the consumer, the watcher, whatever you want to say, interprets it to be. It's what, what does it mean to you subjectively? That's where the importance of a created work comes from. And they say death of the author. This could be death of the director, you know, death of the producer, death of the painter, what, whatever piece of art you want to look at. Sure. The, the, the importance of it comes with the consumer of the, that artwork. What does it mean to them? And this is what pisses fans off is your hand, hand shot first scenario. The bulk of the fan base up until that remake, remaster, was Hansha first. This establishes him as somewhat, at least, of a cold-hearted guy and makes his character arc much more meaningful. Exactly. From, at best, anti-hero, if not villain, to hero by the end of Return of the Jedi. And that makes the whole thing more meaningful. And then you have George Lucas walking in going, no, 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 no. Greedo shot first. Han's always been a good guy. Just misunderstood. Do you think, okay, so one of the reasons he could do that, <coughs> excuse me, is because of the special effects that his company had was oh, yeah. inventing. So do you, I want to imagine in this scenario that he made that film and struggled with it ever since. Mm-hmm. I hope George Lucas lost so much sleep <laughs> thinking, Oh my God, I can't believe that I actually made that happen. And someday I'm going to change that because I've, I've heard the audio commentary of George Lucas talking about how a story is never dead. Mm-hmm. A, a, a story never ends, you know, and, and that's just, I think that's his ego. I think that's sorry. Were you giving me the high sign? I'm giving you the, yep. I'm giving you a silence. Cause I can... <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So, the point I was making was that I hope George Lucas or, or no, the, the audio commentary uh, of him saying that uh, is never a story is never done. That's his own ego getting in the way. His, the, what you were explaining uh-huh. about the death of the author makes way more sense. However, and, and I think that this is the problem with modern entertainment or modern art is that goes out the window completely when a studio uses a test audience to tweak. Right. So, so yes. we're now more interested in filling these seats and making money than we are in how you're more, or at least how the intended vision of the creator is interpreted. Because I mean, just think, remember the movie rubber? Yeah. Do you think oh, yeah. they put that in front of a test audience? Fuck no, not even that so was well. not in front well. of, the test, the test audience was in the movie, which okay. is genius. <laughs> that probably was the best example I could have used, and I didn't even yeah. intend it. Yes, yeah, so the test audience was, okay, never mind. Let's try <laughs> something else. Uh, the original Evil Dead. Okay, yes. Okay, that's that's great example. You're right. There's not a chance that any part of that chick gets raped by a tree. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> and no that was way a, that was a front of a test audience. That was a group of friends. That was a labor of yeah. love. It was a group of friends making a, a cheesy horror movie because they could, and it was fun. And yeah. and then they became ses- successful and then chose to, you know. But 
they're bowing to the pressure of the studios for sure. Because how many writer directors do you think would rather just put out their fucking vision and screw the goddamn audience? Screw them. Well, okay. Let me say two things. One, flat out, this could be its own topic. Seriously, like, like the uh, the struggle between creator and the audience. And two, <laughs> you're almost undermining my point, which you don't know yet. But yes, sorry. Go, but go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Well, just. No, okay, I won't say this. You're not undermining it because opinion is opinion. I'm not going to poop no, on that. But but. What the point I was trying to make is that once a studio gets involved with test audiences to change things, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's not the vision. It's definitely not the original vision mm-hmm. if they make revision after revision after revision because right. a test audience says, no, I don't like it. it I don't like it in this scene. It, it confuses me in this scene or, you know. I didn't like how I felt after the movie ended because of X. So to me, you probably get something with more broad appeal uh, versus something that only a few people are going to like Mulholland Drive. Right. Which we've talked about, which I liked. And I think you said you didn't like. I did not like that. It was and it was like intentionally confusing. Well, it's David Lynch, which. Yeah. You're going to get that with David Lynch no matter what. He's he's. You know, Twin Peaks and Dune. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like he wants to, con- you know, I don't want a test audience to get it. If I put it in front of a test audience and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I understand it completely. Well, back to the fucking drawing board. Now we got to go, <laughs> go take some stuff Can't out. Have that. We're yeah, confused exactly. Because that is a confusing movie. I mean, brilliantly filmed. Well, it's like you talked about when I saw Mulholland Drive, I didn't know what the fuck I was looking at. So I w- actually did go online. Jesus, I should have talked about this. So I actually did go online and watch and read somebody's synopsis. Like this is what I this is what I think, and this is it was pure speculation, but it made sense to me. This is what I think this meant, and this meant this was the overall plot of it. This is what the you know the message was. And then once I read that, I was like, oh, okay, and it enhanced my appreciation of the whole movie. Yeah. Same thing with Lost. When Lost was on, every single week I would watch the episode. I would go to this, I forget the guy's name, he worked for Entertainment Weekly, and he would break down exactly what you were seeing. This is the reference to philosophy, this is the literary reference, this is what I think the scene means, this is what I think this is going to lead to going on, and I fucking loved it. So I guess we're taking a step back to the old topic, but yeah. Yeah. But So that enhanced my appreciation of it a lot. So, back to what you were talking about with um, Death of, an, of the Author, mm-hmm. that's not exclusive to george lucas no so if you anybody that paid attention that's listening to this i'm a hp lovecraft nut love hp lovecraft the dude was a fucking racist there's no two ways about it so there's people out there and this isn't just hp lovecraft this is this is the modern times we live in if the creator of content is flawed in any way all of a sudden all all their content is what tainted you gotta you gotta gotta toss it out right that's the attitude of, of so many people these days where I'm of the I'm of the death of the author school of thought, which is let the content speak for itself. Let the ideas be the ideas, because I don't care who you venerate. They're flawed. They're all flawed. We're all flawed. Everybody's flawed. I, I don't care what you say. Mein Kampf was a brilliant book. <laughs> yes, I guarantee you. You know, what? I'm going to shut my mouth. <laughs> I was about to say something that, given the history of this podcast, <laughs> I was going to say. All right. Never for, for the for the record, 
Hitler was a monster. Okay, <laughs> yes. just can we be Hitler, on record to say Hitler that? Hitler no bueno. Hitler bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, we're canceled. Why? Why do you lead me into this every fucking episode? <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my struggle. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, fuck it. Whatever, I'll say it. I guarantee you that if you take it out of context and plagiarize it and snip, take snippets out of it, there's parts of Mein Kampf, not that I've read it, but I guarantee you just on fucking statistics, there's parts of Mein Kampf that somebody somewhere is going, yeah, totally, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> because that's how it works. It's not an endorsement of any goddamn thing in the world. That's right. Well, and I think that this is topical right now because of woke culture. I, I think that that is the essence of what's wrong with it. Like, even us sitting here having this little snippet of conversation and laughing about it, we put ourselves in danger. Seriously. <laughs> oh, I'm not even joking. What did I, what did I say to you? Um, so the guy that just got booted off of, I don't remember his name, booted off of Jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, um, Jack Wilkerson. I don't know. I, that's made up, but. Yeah, was, Jack Johnson. So... <laughs> <laughs> so the guy that let's just, just call him Hitler. Uh, Hitler just got booted off as hosting of of Jeopardy because Hitler did a bad podcast years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I what I tell you, I was like, man, holy shit! If I ever run for public office or I'm, I'm in the public eye for any reason, we're gonna have to like bury every episode of this goddamn podcast. <laughs> oh no, because of the Wayback Machine, this is forever. Oh yeah, you're right. You, You'll forever be able to go back and. Nothing dies on well, if so you know, makes you feel any better. I don't tweet anything. God, so somewhere I'm like, somewhere there's gonna be a midget on a horse that's gonna hate fucking everything about me. So, <laughs> and he didn't even say anything. I know he told a girl she looked fat and she wasn't fat. He was saying it, it was sarcasm. Yep, yeah, well, oh god, there's no nuance in the woke movement, there's no context, there's nothing. It's did you say he, these words? Yes. This guy lost out on being a game show host for, I would say, arguably the most popular game show, longest running game show. His career, his stardom, if you will, his money, he's losing out on that because seven years ago, he had a co-host on a podcast that he was joking with her that she looked fat. This is what I want to see. And this is totally off topic, but I don't care. This is what I want to see is one of these little scandals, you know, one of these, you know, tempest in a teapots to pop up and the guy in the center of it, instead of his initial reaction to being to do a big old apology, that's not going to matter anyways, to be like, yeah, fuck it. I said that. Yeah. I didn't mean anything by it. I was joking. If you took it wrong, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend you, but I'm not going to apologize for it. I want to see that. I want to yeah. see somebody instead of debasing themselves in front of the altar of the woke movement go oh sorry you felt that way i didn't mean to piss you off but if you took it that way okay that's fine you're yeah, well i mean opinion. apply this apply your theory to it where the you know it's not about the what the author's intent was it's how the person took it sure so obviously obviously yeah. this problem that this person that everybody has with this tweet is their problem not the guy that said the made the comments I have this stupid little scenario that runs in my head that what if I became, you know, 100% the most pie, pie in the sky pipe dream thing? What if I became a successful author and I was doing fucking like a talk show or an interview or something, some panel somewhere or something where I was in front of an audience and somebody, you know, was like, hey, you said this thing on page 
you know, 200 of book three were blah, blah, blah. And I think that was offensive to me because of X, Y, and Z. Like, I always say the same thing where I would like to believe that if, if that happened to me, I'd look at the person and say, well, you, you probably shouldn't read my books anymore. And that would be the beginning of ending of how I respond to that. I wouldn't try to explain it. I wouldn't apologize about it. I wouldn't be like, well, you got to take it in context and this is what it means. I'd be like, I wrote it. I thought it was necessary for the part. If you didn't like it, cool. You know, we're each entitled to our own opinion. And if that's a problem for you, you probably should stop reading the series. And I would move on. Well, and that's what the Black Rifle Coffee guy got in trouble for. The guy that runs that company is, he said, if you don't like it, don't buy my product. Exactly. And they came from him from, you know, they came from all directions. Conservatives, liberals alike tried to cancel it. Well, and that's, this is, believe it or not, this is actually not my topic, but I like this. So, at what point did the producers have to keep in mind a social conscience? Like, we usually do pop culture on this podcast, but we could talk corporate. So, why should fucking Pepsi care about, you know, any kind of social movement out there, left, right, or otherwise? They should care about, hey, it's fucking Pepsi. It tastes great. Buy our product. Because they want to be on the right side of history. They care about it because they want to, well, okay, I'll say this. I answer my own question they care about it because at least they believe that if they don't their sales are going to take a hit yes like the bottom line is still the bottom line so the day and age we live in you know if i want to sell a pepsi i better make sure my pepsi is woke or progressive or if i'm black right you know black rifle coffee company i better make sure my coffee is well conservative or but they're they're hedging their anti-progressive yeah they're absolutely playing both sides they they are saying Listen, we understand that the group of people that are bound to, you know, cancel us, if we if we bow down to them, they're going to buy our product. The people who don't give a crap about that stuff are still going to buy our product. Whereas yeah. if they go all in on one side or the other, you know, if they go all in on the side yeah. that, you know, they stand to lose the woke movement. And those are Pepsi buying people. So yeah. and. I mean, th- there's more to it than that, I'm sure. Uh, one of the things, like another puzzle piece, is these companies like Pepsi own more than just Pepsi. Like sure. Oh, yeah. It's the brand, and their brand might be movie making. Like, I, I was just watching that, um, the movies that made us on Netflix, <clears throat> and Coke bought Columbia Pictures. Coca-Cola bought Columbia Pictures halfway through the planning phase of Ghostbusters. <laughs> they almost shut the whole thing down. They almost didn't make Ghostbusters because the executives at Coke didn't like it. Yeah. And they didn't know anything about making movies. They <laughs> sold soda. Like, this this idea sounds stupid, and I'm wise, so we're going to shut this yes, down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I have more money than you, so you have to listen to me. So that's one thing I do know is that the, the Pepsi is not just in the soda-making business. Right. They're, they're in the brand protection business. But they're also, they've got their fingers in snack food. They've got their, they've, I think Pepsi owns like Frito-Lay and. That doesn't you know. mean, I've had my fingers in snack food too. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. Well, maybe they have <laughs> their fingers in like, uh, you know, anal lube. Touche. <laughs> Touche. <Anyway. laughs> uh, so speaking of anal lube, no, <laughs> I think that that is a fascinating thing. And I think probably the art or the medium that can get away with it with it is abstract art <laughs> that's 
That's probably it. Well, you know? okay. I was going to make that point, too. You're absolutely right, because this is what I've always said. Art is the definition of subjective. So for me, a art critic is almost laughable. Like, how the fuck can you... Like, not that that doesn't happen. People do it, make a great living off of being an art critic. But just the idea of it, still, to this day, I can't quite wrap my mind around. Because you, like... You know, I mean, I'm steeped in movies, TV shows, and stuff like that. And we've talked about before my issues with mainstream critics and stuff like that, like how they're probably towing the party line, feeding into the zeitgeist, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but if you're going to buy, there's, there's people out there that will go to an art gallery and write an article about what they saw and say, this piece was bad, this piece was good. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I could walk up to something that everybody in the world's like, this is the greatest, most avant-garde, it, it craziest. Like, what is it? Um, who's that artist from the '60s that everybody fucking loved? Andy Warhol. Hmm. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Yeah, exactly. Made a fucking Campbell soup can. And if you have the original, I don't know who owns that soup can, but that thing, if they were going to sell it, is gonna sell for millions. It's a goddamn soup can. Yeah. But it's representative of this, and it symbolizes that, and I- it's. I think that over the course of time, that probably has lost its meaning to now it's made by Andy Warhol. Exactly. It and probably, I might not know the, the circumstances of his painting, but I know the name Andy Warhol, so now exactly. it's worth something. Yep. And, and probably closer to when it was painted, it was worth more for a different reason. So over time, that yeah, has I mean, probably... And, that, and that's just one example. You have the, what was it, the self-portrait of the four different colors of him. You know, all that stuff. Like, he did these... These paintings where I'm like, this means nothing to me. I can't appreciate it. I don't like the way it looks. You know, I would even say it's bad. But I, never in a million years am I going to look at somebody else and say, but you can't like it either. Yeah, that's crazy. Because it's the most subjective thing. Like, if somebody wants to pay a million bucks for a soup can, I don't understand it. But fine, have at it. If it means something to you, it means something to you. Well, I think, and we've talked about it. There's a feeling, and I, I wish that I had researched it after we talked about it before because we have brought it up before is there is a true feeling that people have that if somebody else likes it therefore i can like it too and i might like it more and and that just there there are so many things i can think of where i didn't like a song or i didn't like a movie or something like that but as soon as somebody else told me that they liked it i'm gonna go along with them and i'm gonna like it and you know, maybe it, maybe I do grow to love it, but that's in essence, that's what the top 40 countdown is. Uh, you know, oh, the yeah, request where's... top 40 requests, you know, all that, all that stuff is, this is good music, but it's propelled because of the amount of people that like it. I mean, and I, and some of that is just popularity alone because it, it gets more, more people hear it because it's on the radio and it's requested more, mm-hmm. but if I'm listening to if I'm if I'm listening to uh, the radio and somebody calls to request a song, chances are I'm going to like that song better because somebody else wanted to hear it. And damn it, now I I I wish I had researched that because I know that that there's a name for that. I'll bring well, it I mean, up in six months when we have another episode. <laughs> well, the general idea is that we're just we're social creatures, right? So we take our cues from each other. Like I I would challenge you to come up with something that you like some to- some some topic some genre some specific thing that you discovered completely in a vacuum 
that you weren't shown by somebody else or didn't stumble across because you heard it because somebody suggested it or, you know, a friend was into it. So then you got it. Like, I'm not saying that doesn't exist for some people or or not even that everybody has one thing. But by and large, everything you like is because somebody else you knew or something else you came across introduced you to it. So nothing happens in a vacuum. You you take your cues from everything else and everybody else. You know, you want to know something that's interesting is this. It was experimented very early on uh, to be automated. Uh, Spotify does it all the time. I get a I get a playlist every week of weekly. Uh, I'm sorry, it's music that it Spotify thinks I like. TiVo did it. I found Firefly from TiVo because yeah because it recorded a, a episode of a TV show based on what it thought I might like. And I'm like, ah, okay. Ed, Dawson's Creek. I watched every episode of Dawson's Creek because TiVo thought I'd like it. And I did. Well, I liked okay. Dawson. But here's what I have to say to that. TiVo and Spotify are not fucking Skynet. Somebody programmed the algorithms into that. So essentially, you still got those suggestions from a person. Not sure. A, no, yeah. I, I'm that. yeah, the point I'm trying to make is, yeah, automation is probably the same exact thing. But now... This algorithm, I, I'm now taking like this huge swath of songs that all have the same beat, rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, sound, whether it's I've listened to a song that's got like an electric guitar solo, you know, for two minutes in the middle of it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's going to go out and it's going to find all those songs that have the same, you know, qualities and then this, it's gonna, this has got the best keytar I've ever heard. I gotta right. listen to more. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I mean that that is slightly different than you know just some you know a friend saying, "Oh, I like this song." No, exactly. Well, that was Pandora. That was their whole conceit, right? Like when when they first hit the thing, it's like we're gonna we've got this you know, these algorithms, we got this mathematical formula for if you tell us you like this song, we're gonna learn and suggest new things that you'll never have heard of. And then it just became a streaming service because whatever. I do have a handful of music that Spotify has introduced me to. I I have actually probably more than I'd like to admit, you know, just music that has been introduced to me by Spotify that now I love it. Well, it's the same with uh, the YouTube rabbit hole. You know, you watch a video on YouTube, sure. suggest another one suggest another one all of a sudden you know an hour later you're 20 episodes or 20 videos deep into and you can't even remember what the fuck started you on that journey but every one led to another one because of the algorithm well i will say this this also ties into your topic where you said you know i like to watch the videos of easter eggs and suggestions and theories and all that stuff because that ties you into the mind of the creator that ties you into the mind of the audience i'm part of this with everybody else i'm going to discover this thing that somebody else laid out for me the social aspect of it you know mm-hmm. not so much like if you if you take in one thing and you never watch any commentary read these easter eggs you know learn about the side stories of it i'm not gonna say you forget it because i mean emotional response is emotional response but you're more likely to forget it you know you take it as a one-off and then you watch it, and you're like that was cool and then you forget it the next day mm. but if you're invested because you know everybody else is invested the water cooler principle i'm going to talk to about it with my friends tomorrow i'm going to you talked about westworld i'll never forget sitting in pass down with you and you're like you guys heard the theory about william 
Man in Black. It's out there. And I hadn't heard it until you said it. I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. That was the water cooler principle. That was the, right. this is something I want to talk about with my buddies, you know? So given the choice, I would much rather stand around a water cooler and talk about it and miss half the episode or miss half of the Easter eggs. I I, I would prefer to stand around talking about it than to have it spoon fed. Oh, yeah. I'd rather hear my friend's theory than some random douchebag on YouTube's theory any day of the week. Right. But your friend, I, I don't your friend got friend. it from some douchebag on YouTube. Well, <laughs> I'll say this. I, I, not that I have any specific friend of mine or anything. If, if I'm watching an episode of Loki and, you know, just hypothetically, I got a friend that's like, you know, this means that, you know, Loki's secretly Captain America and he's just pretending otherwise. I'd be like, that's the stupidest thing in the world, but I love that you said it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because, you, right. you know, that, that's more real to me. Yeah. Well, and I think that maybe that is one of the best ways to put it is that you're spoon fed. We're we're spoon fed and it's it's tougher it's getting tougher to challenge ourselves, think critically yeah. of the you know, the movies and the T V shows that we consume. Oh but that's what you okay, so you when you were talking about this topic, you said something you kinda of described what your idea was to me. And I remember thinking this is our external brain at work. Like we're farming out the work to uh, a youtuber or whatever yes screen rant or right yeah heavy spoilers like which, which like, are two which are two youtube channels that i those are my go-tos for marvel and star wars stuff mm-hmm. so okay you know what i'm just gonna say this my topic originally was the problem with prequels and sequels but we're we've delved enough into it that i want to hold on to that okay later on so i'm not gonna get into the rest of it but because we've we've gone pretty deep into the other stuff yeah and i like that like what I said about the death of the author ties into it, so we could pick up that maybe in another episode. But I'm gonna hold because I'm gonna hold off on all the rest of that, and we could keep going with this. So next week's topic, hell next, yes, next week's topic. Next, um, no, I won't be around next week. <laughs> I'm sorry, actually, I have plans the one time. <laughs> uh, two weeks from now's topic. Two weeks from now, we will have an episode on prequels and sequels yep the problem specifically the problem with prequels and sequels so if you want to figure out the easter eggs and the predictions (laughs) think of think of han shot han shooting first and the problem with prequels and see how they connect to each other all right well let's let's uh finish up there do you i'm not saying we gotta finish i'm just saying i'm gonna hold off on the stuff i was gonna talk about and we can uh we can go into more of the drone like nature of mass consumption of media well why don't we finish there (laughs) (laughs) uh and do a little bit of trivia all right trivia it is i i'm gonna continue the trend i'm gonna i have adult trivial pursuit cards child trivial pursuit cards Uh, and you have to make the choice do you want to answer one adult trivia question or six children's trivia questions oh quality over quantity yep what do you want do you want to try Try your hand at one adult question or six child questions. I, uh, you know what? I feel like anybody listening that knows me knows what I'm going to say. Give me both. Did I just, I was, I was hoping you'd say, give me the child. Did I? No. (laughs) No, I would not say that. (laughs) You dirty entrapment. Hey, wait, I was talking about the Mandalorian. Oh, I got you. Oh, (laughs) your mind. I'm a pedophilia. Uh, we're woke. We're woke now. We say pedophile. Pederast. They're now. Uh... Can I say kitty fiddler? <laughs> okay. Do you you want uh, you want all six child questions? 
and the adult. Give me the orgy, baby. You want the child orgy? <laughs> See, this is the shit I can't ever. I I can't run for office now. Of this. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know. There has to be some sort of uh, meter on uh, we. Our service for the podcast is called Podbean, <laughs> and I get all kinds of statistics. I can I can see what countries I can see. I'd love to see where like listenership drops, and it's usually probably <laughs> around child orgy when or the, the Holocaust. When, Give either or. Up mind comp in child <laughs> orgies, you lose all your listeners. Well, that's okay. Well, there are only thirty you lose of them. Most of your listeners, but you gain some others that we probably don't want to have. <laughs> True, but you know what? We've got a couple steady ones. But Podbean doesn't, you know, differentiate. So oh, I okay. wish. I wish I could just. <laughs> How many pedophiles listen to your podcast? <laughs> You're down this week. All right. Yeah. Uh, like okay. Uh, let's see. This is the. I don't know what the categories are. Blue. Oh. Blue is normally geography, but I don't know what it is on the the family. Anyway, icicle-shaped formations called stalagmites grow down from a cave ceiling. True or false? False. Ah, I like didn't even tights grow down. Exactly. You know how I remember it? Because you hang tight. That's right. A stalagmite mightily. That's how I. Remember oh it. no, mine is a stalagmite has to hold on tight, or else it'll right. fall. But a slag might grows up and might touch the ceiling. Oh, uh, see, mine, mine was, I started the same way. Slag tights, hang Hold tight. On. And then slag mighty mites. erections. Exactly. Throbbing, veiny, yes. purple erections. My mighty purple-headed warrior. <laughs> uh, what does the internet and text abbreviation I-M-H-O stand for? Not I am a hoe? No, it's not I am a hoe. In my humble obstetrician. <laughs> you're right no uh so you're yeah you know it in my <laughs> humble opinion it can also be in my honest opinion which no, i no, don't trust anybody that says that because if you have to say if you have to qualify in my honest opinion <laughs> that means all your other opinions that you don't qualify are not honest that reminds me um what i tell the guy at work yesterday if anybody says to you i don't want to be that guy they absolutely want to be that guy. Yeah, but they still exactly. want to get blamed for being that guy. Actually. <laughs> Actually, you're wrong. What form of government was invented in ancient Greece? Democracy, communism, or plutocracy? Democratic communism. <laughs> From Pluto. From Pluto. I was just going to say. Uh, democracy. Uh, quite. Which artist painted the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel? Leonardo, Michelangelo, or Raphael? No, Donatello. <laughs> is that actually the options? No, it, it's Leonardo, oh Michelangelo, or Donatello. Raphael no, is not Raphael. there. No, no. Grandma Moses. Sorry, that was a that's a really deep cut. If you get that reference, then you're my friend. But uh, <laughs> it's the one that really liked pizza. Yeah, Cowabunga, dude! It's Michelangelo. It's yellow. <laughs> what ecological? It's Dave Chapel. <laughs> What e ecological term is defined as a way to measure the demand placed on nature? Footprint, handprint, or foreskin print? Snail trail. I was just—I was going to say snail trail. What's your snail trail? My snail trail is five currics. <laughs> uh, I will accept handprint. penis head print. Footprint. Not including jokers, how many cards are in a standard deck? Not including. 
not including Joker. Am I going to stump you? I, I actually had to think about this for a second. 52, right? 52, yes. Jesus, 52, 52 card 52 pickup. Card pickup, yeah. <laughs> that's how it, that's how I remembered. Okay, so you want you want one of these or do you want all of these? These are hard. I want the hard throbbing questions, the turgid questions. That's an erection. easy one. That's an easy one. I I actually have one here that Give me your hardest. Is the easiest one except for you. Sports. So, yeah, but it's Edelman. local. Edelman. It, I'm going to ask you anyway. I'm going to ask you this question God. anyway. Because you know, if you don't know this, shame. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tom I'm Brady. Kidding. I'm just kidding. What song is played in the eighth inning of every Boston Red Sox game at Fenway Park? Dirty Water. <gasps> hand touching hand. Oh, God. Okay. Touching me. Touching you. I don't understand you. that either. I moved out to New England. I do not understand fucking Sweet Caroline. Sweet I, Caroline. I don't get, I don't bah, get bah, bah. That still is a mystery to me. you got to explain that to me. That's a great song. That's why. It What's have bah, to be, bah, bah, why is it, why why is it that regional? It's, it's not that it's regional. It's that the whole crowd can get involved. Right. That's But that's only but, a thing in New England. Seriously. Yeah. Because, I mean, why? because that's what New Englanders can say in a song. We don't know the fucking lyrics. We just can say really loud, ba ba ba. That's it. That's all we got. That that is death of the author. Fuck you, Neil Diamond. We're gonna take <laughs> the song. Or we're gonna make it our own. <laughs> Sweet Fenway Park. Ba, 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 ba. What fictional team counts Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman as members? That's an adult question. Uh, Globetrotters. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, I think you're going to get this wrong. I, yes, I will only question. accept. I will only accept the actual answer in its entirety. I'm going to say then the Justice League of America. Okay, you, you got it right. Yeah. And that's that's not bad considering that 20 percent of your comic book reading was DC. Well, you know, 19 percent of that 20 percent was JLA. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying that 97 percent of that 100 percent. You're you're revealing your lack of math. I didn't say nineteen percent. I'm saying ninety percent of the twenty percent. Yeah, so I, I don't thought I, I do not listen, dude. <laughs> my math is okay. This is how bad it was. I went. I uh, took my daughter to the grocery store today, and we were just we were walking out of the grocery store to the uh, to the car, and my daughter says she's eight, mind you. Do you know algebra? <laughs> and I said, Yeah, we're good friends. I was like, Yeah, I know algebra. She said. Well, give me, I'm dead serious this happened. She said, well, give me an example. I'm like, child, there's a, there's a drain hole right here. I could eat. I'm a grown adult. I could lift this manhole cover, toss you down into the sewer. That's where you belong. If you're going to ask me to give you an example of algebra. And I'm, then I said, if Y plus two equals four, what's Y? Nice. Basically. And she said, two Duh. She said it just like that. That's so, pretty for eight. That's actually pretty fucking. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Trust and me. That's there about, are 20 plus year olds that don't know how to answer that goddamn question. All I'm saying is I'm glad she didn't press me on the matter. <laughs> A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Motherfucker. That's yeah. algebra and geometry. Yeah. She probably would have come back with that. Um, okay. I'm not. Oh, what Midwestern city skyline is dramatically reflected in the stainless steel cloud gate sculpture? It's got to be Chicago. Chicago. Right? Yeah. Okay. I'm done with trivia. Go ahead. What's your <laughs> trivia question? My, my trivia is not smart trivia. Well, my trivia is top uh, of the trivia. Could you say that 
after I've gotten it wrong? Oh, you're going to get it wrong. This is more like how how good you're guessing. So I, I found a map. The most popular superheroes around the world. Okay. And I'm just going to see if you know. Let's, so let's start worldwide. with Worldwide. So Captain America is I'll not say, a Russian. Okay. So what do you think the Russian most popular superhero in Russia is? God damn it. Things turning off. There we go. Superhero. So not including villains. This is not like superpower. Yeah. It's all heroes. Um, so now you're going to get some insight into my deductive reasoning because nice. I'm going to say that, that. Uh, it's not Superman because he was raised in America. True. Uh, you know, that is pretty good reasoning. Yes. It still, it and, still tracks. Uh, I would say the probably go with that impulse. The Crimson Guardian. Hell yes. No. Nobody knows who the fuck the Crimson Guardian is. <laughs> like, I, okay, I'll, every single answer is MCU slash DCU. Like they've been okay, in the Batman. Uh, you had the right reasoning, then you threw it out the window for Batman. Oh, I'm just thinking Gotham. Gotham could exist anywhere. They just happen to speak English. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's not Batman. But you're right. You're the right universe. I'll say that. You're the 20%. <laughs> the 19% of the 20%. Trying to think of Russian superheroes in the DC universe, isn't there? Uh... It's not a Russian superhero per se, but not American. But not American. Birdman. No, I don't know. God, that would be awesome. <laughs> who, Did you get that who, thing I sent you? Yeah. Sent ya. I, I give up. Who is it? Wonder Woman. Oh God damn it! I almost said Wonder Woman too, <laughs> just, just for the fucking Which fun of it. Tracks because if you actually go by mythology, Wonder Woman's an Amazon. Originally, the Amazons. I believe we're in sort of like the Black Sea region, which is abuts Russia. And in fact, I think maybe even within DC mythology, the Paradise Island in the Black Sea, which is kind of in Russia. I think I might be wrong, but I, if I remember right, that's how it works. But she was in the Justice League of America. Yeah, well, with, you know, with an invisible jet that she did not turn invisible when she got in the invisible jet. So was uh, I don't know. So was the Martian Manhunter, and he was from Mars. I would buy that. Okay. Yeah. Next country. Well, I mean, just I'll go right to it. What do you think the most popular superhero in America is? Superman. Nine. Iron Man. No. Captain America. You'd think, but no. Batman. Nope. Hold on. I'm having a thought. Aquaman. <laughs> Hells yeah. <laughs> All okay. the fish fetishists in the world in America mm -hmm. made their voices known. What I have is a romantic abnormality. One so dark that must be keep kept secret from the public at all costs. That was a Simpsons reference. The Hulk? No. Okay. Uh, uh, in this instance, all states are red states, if that helps you. Oh, Spider-Man! Ah, there you go. Oh, all right. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. Have you seen the, the leaked trailer of the Spider-Man movie? No, I've actually kind of steered away from it because I kind of don't want to... I don't want to ruin that. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it ruins anything. It I, no. And I don't even know, know where it came from. It was like cell phone footage of... Because like, what did I just... Just today I saw something that said there's the after credit scene on that um, Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu was mm -hmm. leaked. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. I don't I don't really... I don't want to ruin that. Mm. No. Okay, let me ask you this. There are, according to this, three countries for whom Captain America is the most popular. Can you name two out of the three countries? Canada. Canada, yes. Mexico? No, that's Iron Man. Oh. Great Britain. That is Spider-Man. Brazil. That's the Hulk. And that's the only 
there's three oh i'm sorry there's three countries with the hulk it's brazil and like two countries in africa that are the hulk didn't didn't uh in the uh edward norton hulk movie didn't he he was in brazil yeah. he was in brazil and then it he cut his cut his finger and yeah. blah 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 yeah so that makes sense um so i got canada chile chile it's hard to see in this map yeah i can't those look like iron man for chile iron man for chile australia australia yes so canada and australia are captain america fans right do they still call him Captain America over there, or is he like the first Avenger? I gotta imagine. I mean, you, you really can't hide it. He's got a big fucking America flag for his uniform and shield. At some point, you just gotta be like, whatever, he's Captain America. <laughs> um, actually, this says there's four countries, but the map is not the greatest, so I can't tell what the fourth country is. The third country is Greece. Oh, uh, sorry. France. Oh. Weirdly enough. That is weird. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. That's Germany. It's Germany. It's Captain oh. America. Because they hate Nazis and he fought the Nazis. It makes sense to uh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because you will never find a bigger Nazi-hating country in the world than Germany, ironically enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they... That's it's illegal to say anything about Nazis. Yeah, they got... That country got hosed because of that shit poke. Um, what do you think... This one's weird. What do you think the, the biggest superhero in India is? Thor. No, but it is Marvel. Marvel... Plus, if you know what I mean. Scarlet Witch? Wanda, yes. Wow. I wonder what the deal is with that. Yeah, I don't... It's kind of weird. Like, there's... I'm looking at the distribution. There's a lot. I mean, I think the number one is Spider-Man. Most of the countries in the world, across continents, love fucking Spider-Man. He is barely in my top ten. I am not a Spider-Man fan. I... Okay, speaking of what if... There's a what if comic book where what if Spider-Man became an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think it is, or like a secret agent or something. I might have it. It's actually, it was, it was one of the more, it was one of the recent ones it, within the last 20 years. And no, I don't have it. Yeah. Or maybe 25, but I think with, within the year, you know, 2000. And it's this weird comic book where something tragic happens, I forget what, but Spider-Man gets all hard and cold, becomes an international secret agent who he teams up with Wolverine. And they start assassinating motherfuckers. <clears throat> and instead of being this friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he's like hardcore. He's killing dudes. He's using the spider sense to avoid, you know, getting hurt and shit like that. It's actually, and they're not changing Spider-Man's power set or anything like that. They're just changing his personality. And I remember thinking, Jesus, if Spider-Man was like a bad guy, he would be almost unstoppable. You can't get the drop on him because of spider sense. He's strong. He's tough. He can wrap you in webs. He can, you know, avoid... He's agile, so he can avoid like blows and stuff like that. Like he's one of the most strong, short to mid-range fighters in comic books. Mm. So that's my nerd geeking out segment for the day. What if Wolverine was an agent of Shield? That's another one. I have that issue. Have you? Yeah, I, I'm looking. I have. Uh, I've got a couple early ones here. I've got. Um, what if Steve Rogers had refused to give up being Captain America? Mm-hmm. He refused is- to give it up to uh, John Walker, who was in that. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Spoiler that's alert. Who, that's who he gave it up to in the comics. This is my well, favorite issue. Directly. What if the Punisher's family hadn't been killed? Oh, I think I saw that, but I never... I th- I'm pretty it. sure he ends up being the Punisher anyway. Yeah. So, like we were talking about, there's some dark... There's a What If Wolverine Was Lord of the Vampires. There's one called What If the X-Men Lost Inferno, which is was this whole um, crossover event where the X-Men fought these demons from hell. And the what if issue is if they lost, different heroes die. 
Wolverine gets becomes demonic and starts eating babies. Not even fucking kidding. Like comics in the eighties and early nineties could get dark. And you had Wolverine eating babies. You had Kitty Pride getting melted and or having her head chopped off by the Punisher. That happened too. <laughs> and you want to know what's had... weird about that is that's considered the copper age of yeah. comics. And that it's was still like when the comic books authority was still in play too. The comic court authority was still in play in that. And that still happened. You, like I said, you had there was this giant snake monster that does part of this thing called Atlantis attacks. That if the the what if the heroes lost that, the snake monster fucked a bunch of female heroes and knocked them up with his snake babies. Now I'm saying this; it sounds worse than it is because they don't show this stuff on panel. It's just suggested, but still, it happens. Mm-hmm. God, comic books are not the same as they used to be. <laughs> what if Venom Venom had possessed the Punisher? That's a cool cover. That's a different one. I never saw that. Anyway, I could sit here and. Go through oh, the cover, yeah. cover browser all day. So. Yep. Do yourself a favor. If you get the chance, look at classic What If issues from like the 80s. They're actually pretty fucking cool. Some of yeah. the best comic stories I ever saw. Which is why I had such high hopes for this cartoon. That it might still pan out, but we'll see. So I'm guessing Norway is Spider-Man. <laughs> no, yep. it yep, can't Spider- be. Norway. Um, I would have said all the Scandinavian countries have got to be Thor. Nope. <laughs> nope. No, none of Thor. Thor's not even in here. Thor's uh, not even a favorite of anybody? Thor's not a favorite of any country. Groot is a favorite of one country, but I can't pinpoint it. The stupidest country there is. Uh, Finland's favorite is Batman. I don't know if that's close or not. Well, it's kind of cool, but... Yeah, the outliers really is like India is Wanda. Russia's Wonder Woman. They like the ladies. Brazil is Hulk. But for the most part, you got lots of Spider-Man, a bunch of Captain America... Superman, you get most of South America and like Indonesia, weirdly enough, and some African countries. Yeah, let's see. Uh, what's this? I think that's Groot. I think Turkey is Groot. The Turks well, love Groot. That is crazy. <laughs> Groot beats out all those other superheroes. You know, it's because of Baby Groot. You know, they. It's like Baby Yoda, man. People love the baby versions and stuff. The child. Mm. So, yep, that's what I got. Superman. All right. It's all about Spider-Man. 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 Screw Spider-Man. Spoken like Mary Jane. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm glad that we got a chance to sit down and talk again. Um, Yeah. We got to do the prequel sequel one, because I had a lot of good stuff for that. (laughs) Seriously. We will. Two weeks. Prequel sequel. Let me give you a teaser, because I did want to say this. I proffer. Let me put out an idea to you. All prequels are, in essence, sequel. Think about it. Stew on that. Yes. Suckers. What does that mean to you? All right. That's the that's the cinema content sample. Uh, well, then I guess we need to sign off. And I came unprepared to sign off. I oh, didn't. God. I, I didn't. Me neither. Anything. I got to come up with something. So I will sign off first, and I will say that this is Tom. Oh man, I'm definitely uh, not going to uh, say mine. On the spot. <laughs> <laughs> say it. You said it. No. You did say no. it. No. I you can't. Said it. Sorry, said. The Germans. It could be you for once, not me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's always good. Uh, this is Tom Insight Porn with them saying, dip me in your Monday milk. I got nothing. I am Bob Turkey Groot Scully. Oh, right. All right. Say it. Dip me in your Monday milk. All right. Oak nugget. Oak nugget. See ya. Goodbye.